0: Listen, uh, two quick things before we uh, before we jump in. I want to recognize uh, this day is uh, this weekend in celebration of really uh, two two holidays. So the first one I think we're probably mostly aware of. This is Memorial Day weekend, and folks, uh, I've got a friend who uh, recently went into North Korea to smuggle Bibles in to the underground church in North Korea, and man, he he went in. You now hold on, he went in totally like, if I get caught, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming back. And I said, well, you know, be sure you're supposed to be doing this. And he's like, I know that I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I said that to say, you know, today they have to meet in secret. They have to meet underground. They have to meet uh, in fear of their lives. Here we sit outside on a wonderful day, able to do it because of people that have given their lives. Let's thank those who have done that for us here. I mean, we totally, we're blessed. Yeah, totally. Truly. And then the second thing, uh, you know, it also, for for believers, this is also uh, Pentecost weekend, believe it or not. This is when the church recognizes, 40 days after Easter, that the Holy Spirit fell on the church, and it just happens to fall on this weekend that we're here. So we're actually going to talk about that a bit today. I know that Marcus recognized all of our volunteers and all the people that made this possible, but I want to say one more time, you need to look around you, you know, to do something like this, and on short notice, folks, it rained all week long. 10 o'clock at my house last night, I thought, uh, I better build an ark, because this is, this is not, not going to make it, and wake up this morning, and these guys were able, um, on, a, on a short notice, to get everything put together, and that includes the guys that have done our sound, they had water in their speakers this morning, I mean, I, let's just one more time thank everybody for all that they've done, they've done a great job for us. Appreciate all their hard work and everything that they've uh, that they've put into it. So, uh, real quick, I won't take a lot of time. I want to give you a chance to enjoy the afternoon. I know the kids want to get over there. Uh, it literally, if, if you want to look inside of uh, of the notes, you'll uh, the, the the bulletin. You'll find the notes for today. And uh, I just uh, uh, put down this real quick. Uh, when when I thought about today. And what I thought today might be like meeting outside, it'll be big crowds, there'll be a lot of people going all over. There were three things that I wrote down. Number one, Jesus did most of his ministry outside. Did you ever realize that right there? It, 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 most of it was not done inside it wasn't done in houses it wasn't done in a church it wasn't done in temples it was mostly done outside here's the second thing that occurred to me when i wrote the message too big crowds were a regular occurrence wherever jesus went so jesus was used to this how about this thought though how did he do it without microphones and portable potties i don't know how how they got away with all that they they got away with last but not least uh many of the incredible miracles that we read about in the Bible took place in large crowds outside. For instance, the feeding of the 5,000, which we taught last week, it was 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So it could have been 20 or 25,000 people that were being ministered to. Uh, That is where, I mean, one of the greatest miracles in the Bible took place outside with large crowds. Right next to it, the feeding of the 4,000, same idea. It was 4,000 that were counted, but it did not include the children, the women, and others who were there. That could have been sixteen or 20,000. Uh, the woman who was healed of, of, of the internal bleeding for 12 years, that was outside in a crowd so big people couldn't even move their arms. How about when, when the uh, synagogue ruler Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead? Again, outside in a big crowd. Uh, hundreds and thousands of people in Jesus' ministry were healed, set free, and put back in the place in life they were, they were supposed to be in outside settings in large crowds. So I thought, man, that's appropriate for us today to gather together. I mean, look, we don't have to be inside at one of our campuses for God to do. This could be the place where God does more in the next 15 minutes than He's ever done in your life before. It could just be that, that type of a deal. So um, here's the one that I'm going to talk about today real quick. It was in a large crowd the day of Pentecost. Now this one wasn't outside initially. It ended up outside but it was 500 people that had gathered together for the day of Pentecost. We find the story in Acts chapter 2. I'll just read it real quick. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Remember that, all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And then all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So let me just give you three things from just this little text right here that I thought were kind of cool for the gay. Uh, number one, all together in one place. I love that. The vision that I had before we ever started the church, when we were picking this area, when we were deciding we wanted to come uh, to Highlands Ranch, the Lone Tree, South Denver to start the church, it was, it was just a fast-growing area. But I remember the Pepsi Center had just been built right around that time. It was only a year or two old. And I thought to myself, driving by the Pepsi Center, someday I want to fill that thing with believers and just worship God in that right there. I just, I want to see that happen. I, I, listen, it would be the most exciting thing that's happened in the Pepsi Center in years. Do you agree with that? I'm I'm not saying ever, but in years it might be, it might, it may be, it may be the best shot we have. Well, I'll just leave it there. (laughs) <laughs> here, here's the thought, all together in one place let me tell you why this is important anybody here that, uh, that gathers together with family will understand why this is important uh, every summer, Chris and I, we, we've got a large family I counted this morning, our immediate family which is the two of us, our children, their spouses and our grandchildren, there are 17 of us whenever we gather together we create our own weather system when we get together it's a tornado, I mean it could be anything but we like to gather together in the summertime once a year for one purpose. When you have everybody together, there's just something special that can only happen when you have everybody together. You can't see it happen when everybody's separate, yes or no. There's just something, you're able to communicate such love and such joy. So, I mean, you cry together, you laugh together. You just, you have this experience that you cannot have separately. For those of you who, who go to JFC, you know one of our pastor's wives recently found out that she had cancer. We were on a staff retreat all together in one place when Terry and Brenda let us know the news. And here's what we did, we all cried with them together. We were together, they weren't by themselves. You know, in the prison system, the worst thing that can happen to you is not going to prison. The worst thing that can happen is going to prison and being isolated by yourself. God said it's not good for people to be alone. Here's the truth, we need each other and when we come together, we're so used to in our culture being separate God can move in mighty ways when there's a lot of people together going after the same thing. And I'd like to introduce you to the concept that it's not just simply, hey, let's get together and just have fun. Let's get together and make it about Jesus. Let's get together and focus our attention on Him. Let's open the heavens. Let's say, why not here? Why not now? Why not our neighborhoods for Christ today? It's just a powerful concept being together one time one place so then it goes on to say uh, in the next the next part of it if you look at the the next uh, the next little part in the verse uh, in your notes if you want to turn the page over it says that the Holy Spirit was resting on each of them I kind of wrote it down in my notes this way they each received something all together so they uh, they got something individually but they could only get it while they're all together all right just a moment ago Chris and I I, I mentioned this summer, we'll get our whole family, we rent a house, we bring everybody together, we hang out, we, 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 just have, we go to the movies together, we eat together, we just have such a fun time. But here, here's what Chris does. She looks for one thing to do for everybody that we'll only do when they're all together. So here's what she did. She bought a, a snow cone maker this year, where you actually put the ice in it and makes the snow cones. She won't do it for individuals, she'll only break it out when everybody's all together. So everybody will get one, but only when they're all together. Does that make sense? Here's what the Holy Spirit, I think, would say to us today. There are certain gifts that God wants to give us that He'll only give us when we're all together. He'll give them individually, but they're for us when we're all together. How about gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy, and gifts of just the Holy Spirit moving in our life? Would you like the Holy Spirit to move in your life? Maybe that's the bigger question. I think that there's a certain level of what the Holy Spirit does that He only does when we come together over Him. The last one, just simply this, it says that, all of them were filled, not some of them, not most of them, not 99 out of 100. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, we welcomed a bunch of new people into our church, new members. And I was looking through all the, the different uh, applications they filled out. And several of them, uh, when we asked them, how did you find out about Jubilee? Here's what they said. Several of them, I came to Life Day last year and gave my heart to Christ. So in one year, they, they, they found Christ they went through a discipleship process and then they joined in with other believers. Listen, how awesome is that today that we can all be here, all be filled with God, all going in this, how powerful would it be for our area if we all left here doing the same thing together, loving God, how awesome would that be? I just think to myself, man, if we could could today really say all of us were filled with the Holy Spirit, what could a group of people united in God do to a community? What could a people filled with the Holy Spirit do in the school system what could we do in our neighborhoods what can we do all around us here here's the here's the most powerful part of this message these people were all gathered together in one place the Holy Spirit falls they don't even know it when it happens they're surprised by it and then the Bible says that Peter the Apostle stands up and he preaches this message Jesus is the Son of God you cannot have life apart from him therefore if you want life Believe in Him who God sent so that you can have life. And the Bible says that 3,000 people that day believed and were added to the church. I guess I would come to this message just saying, look, many of you, you do believe and that's why you're here. But you invite many people who I'm asking right now, what do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe He's the Son of God and that God sent Him and that there's no way to life apart from Him? Because if you do, put your faith in Him today, man. Trust Him. Just like what I said a few minutes ago, we started a year ago with just some people who found Christ and have made a process to join a group to do one thing, not to be a denomination, not to, not to just go to church, but to love God and to do something for and with Him. Where are you at on that issue today? What do you believe? And that's sorta of as I just thought when we were putting this together, God, if there were two things I would want, no rain, a little bit of clouds, and people who wanted the Holy Spirit in their life. I got all three, got all three. Pray with me real quick, and let's just ask God to separate our hearts. Let's pray for these two things. One, for those who want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that should be all of us. And two, those who want to put their faith, their belief in Christ today. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm asking you if you want to believe, if you want to find life. And so, Father, here's what we simply do. We take a few minutes for our hearts to be separated right now from all the events, from all the activities, from all the exercise, from all the things that are going to happen in a few minutes, from all the different things that are going on around us. We take a few minutes right now for our hearts to be separated so that you can speak to them. Lord, the first question I would just simply ask is this. If you're here, maybe invited, maybe you're a regular attender, it really, that part doesn't matter. Here's what I want to ask you. Have you placed your faith, your trust in Christ? Do you believe? If you say, Pastor, I've never done that before, listen to what I'm saying, you've never done that before, you've never trusted Christ for life, for salvation, you've never asked God for His mercy, His grace, and you say, Pastor, while you're speaking right now, I feel the Lord separate my heart for that, I want to give my heart to Him, I want to trust Him, I want to believe in Him, and I'd like you to remember me when you pray, if that's you, it doesn't matter, we're not going to embarrass you, I won't make you stand up, but I want to use this as a point of contact to pray for you. If you just say, Pastor, remember me when you pray, because that's me. Just slip your hand up real quick. Just pray for me today, John. Yep. See you. There's several of you. You bet. Just take a second. Anybody else say, Pray for me today. I just want that. Okay. Put them back down. So, what would you say? You would just simply say, God, I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe that you sent him so that I could have life. And apart from him, there is no life. I believe today. It may not answer every question you have right now, but there's the process of gathering together with people will help to answer questions. But do you believe? That's the first one. The second one just simply is, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's what I would like to do today. I would like for us to have one goal that we all experience Christ today. That all of us walk away from here with something that the Holy Spirit has put in our heart. Maybe it's a word of encouragement, a word of life, Maybe it is healing. Maybe it is just encouragement. Maybe it's just walking away with something for our families, our children, whatever. Maybe it's just knowing that God loves me and cares for me. Whatever it is, I would just ask the Holy Spirit to fill all of our hearts right now, to fill all of our lives, that all of us would experience Him and the good gifts that He offers to all of us. Father, we take a moment right now just to allow that to happen let the Holy Spirit fill our hearts fill our families, fill our children, our grandchildren fill our marriages fill our lives with hope with grace, with mercy with truth Lord we look to you today, you're our source and I thank you that you care even in this place God to fill us have your way just have your way right now. You know, the last thing that this passage of Scripture records is that after the 3,000 people put their faith in Christ, the Bible says that they were baptized. Part of the walk of belief is to show publicly that, hey, I put my trust and my faith and my life in Christ. And baptism represents an old life that's buried and a new life it's lived for Christ. Now, many of you are going to be baptized today, and if you uh, know which baptismal tank you're supposed to go to, now's the time. Move on down to it. Find, find the site. Uh, by the way, the water's heated, so you're in. You're, you're, that's another thing that they did not have in the Jordan River was heated water. But let me, let me just say this. Maybe today you came unprepared to be baptized, but you want to be. We're prepared for you. And here's what we've got. We've got extra T-shirts. We've got uh, uh, all all that you'll need to be baptized. And even if you didn't sign up, but you want to, maybe you just gave your life to Christ, or maybe you've just never been baptized and you want to do that today publicly, you can make your way down right now. Just acknowledge when you come down to one of these guys at the baptismal tank that you you didn't sign up, but you want to be baptized. We'll just take you on the spot right here, right now. So maybe you're sitting there like, should I or shouldn't I? Yes, you should. Do it. Just make the decision and do it. It'll be a great day for you. Yeah, yeah. Just give them a hand. This is going to be a wonderful thing. Really cool. So here's, here's how we'll do this. Um, our, our worship team will come back up. We'll do one song, one more song, and just watch for that one song. And then at the end of the song, uh, Dan will come back up, or, or uh, I, I guess it'll be Josh, actually. Josh will dismiss you. And we'll head over to where uh, all the activities will be. But for the next song, let's just give our attention for the next couple of minutes just to the Lord and to a few of the baptisms that are going on, and then we'll come up and dismiss you after this song. Thanks.